feeling sluggish and unproductive? Need a boost to get through the day? Well, take some Gitgo Brain Juice, bitch. Gitgo Brain Juice, bitch, will give you the energy you need to power through the day. But be warned, bitch, there may be side effects. That's right. Gitgo Brain Juice, bitch, may cause uncontrollable rage. But don't worry, that's just a sign that it's working, bitch. Side effects may include tachycardia, insomnia, phone, anxiety, depression, confusion, seizures, hallucinations, or like paranoia, and extreme weight loss, malnutrition, anti-hydration, cognitive impairment, and permanent irreconcilable brain damage. Dark urine when standing up or lying down. Take Gitgo Brain Juice, bitch, today and unleash your inner maniac. It is important to use all these prescribed by a doctor and to be aware of the potential risks and side effects when standing up or lying down. Patreon, and welcome to all the best bits. This is your co-host Will, and I have been joined by Kevin. Hello, Kevin. Hello, Will. Oh, good to have you back again. <laughs> we're doing another audio commentary. We are, and, and we're right up against it because this one's coming out in a couple of days. Oh my Lord Jesus Christ! Um, we are doing a. I once uh, we are doing something that we haven't done before, which is an audio commentary selected by you, our Patreon listeners. We put up an we put up a poll on the Patreon page, and there were multiple selections there, voted like, for by them, voted for by them. Things like Highlander, voted Scream, for by them, voted for by them. <laughs> the options were Highlander, Scream, Laura, Predator, Total Recall, Conan, Starship Troopers, Dread, and Seven. And what came out, Kevin? Predator. It topped the pole just slightly beating out Highlander. But we're going to yeah. do Highlander next. We are. But Kevin, we're not alone, are we? We have a returning guest. Wait, are we? I have to turn on the camera. I didn't know there was someone else here. <laughs> There's someone lurking here, Kevin. There's someone. We are, we've been joined once again by Stephen Shields. Stephen Shields, how the hell are you? I'm grand. How are you? <laughs> oh, man, you're coming in with all the energy that I oh, want. Oh, sorry. For- I, I have loads of energy. I just don't know what Laura is. Laura is oh. an amazing film from 1944, directed by Otto Preminger, and it's a whodunit, and it's my favourite whodunit. That's on the list, I gotta watch that. It's really, really, genuinely good. And it got no votes. And it got no votes, I would have <laughs> so, voted for Starship Troopers now, in fairness, because that's That a, came joint second. Really with? Yep, joint second with three. Highlander. Scream, Scream, Highlander, Starship Troopers, all got Oh, Scream as well, right. This yeah. is good, this is good yeah. start. Yeah. There we go. So tonight we are watching Predator, as has been selected by our Patreon poll. And lads, we are going to start at the beginning, which is the most logical place to start. We're watching we're it on hit- Disney Plus. Yeah. <clears throat> Stephen, have you got your Disney Plus uh, copy ready and ready to roll? How dare you? Of course, it is at zero timeline zero zero two dots zero zero and two. Do dots, you zero, have zero. your volume? adjusted oh, so that you oh yeah good point I don't I do not but now I do Kevin I'm going to bring it down just a, just a, just a smidge and, and do you have your subtitles on I don't need subtitles I, I know this film like the back of my hand I've but just in case I have it in Chinese Hong Kong <laughs> <laughs> just because you needed extra extra little bit of uh, revision just educa- education, mm. education. Yeah, you have to yeah. learn just because you've seen it before doesn't mean you can't learn education so. So that's Chinese symbol for mandibles. Hmm, interesting. Uh, Kevin, are you ready to rock and roll? I'm ready to watch Predator. I'm not doing any rock and roll tonight. <laughs> Excellent. I think we're all glad of that. Okay, lads, <laughs> we'll hit play when I count backwards. 
And I'm upside down. Three, two, <laughs> one, play. And we're rolling with a 20th Century Fox logo. Yes, we are. Also. Stephen Shields, can I ask you? We'll call him. This is, this is a thing Kevin we Lee ask. I'm, I'll direct it to you as well after this, Kevin Lehan. Where, when and where did you encounter Predator the first time? You're probably a bit too young to kind of, definitely too young the to see it in the cinema. I met him was outside the school gates, but that's... <laughs> <laughs> okay. I like that. <laughs> certain, uh, lot. Like first, a lot of Irish people, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. The first time I saw this Predator was, I'd say probably in the 90s around the VHS era. I probably got it out of the man in the car. Mm-hmm. That, again, not that Predator, oh, yeah. but the, the, what we would call <laughs> the video man. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I remember watching it the first time because I think it was probably one of the first, besides T2, probably one of the first Arnold Schwarzenegger films I've seen. Right. Or Kindergarten right. Cop, possibly, because that's much more PG-ish. Yeah. But uh, Kevin, what about you? When did you first encounter your personal Predator? I mean, the movie Predator. Well, it was at the end of lockdown. Uh, I was talking to this guy and I said, we should do a podcast. And... <laughs> That person has been <laughs> up my arse. <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, I don't actually remember when I first saw this, but I do remember there used to be a video shop up for my nans, and I would have to go to the corner shop regularly for messages. And it was in the door of the video shop, the poster to Predator. And I just mm-hmm. remember thinking, I need to see that at some stage when I'm out from under these um, Rules. overbearing grandparents and my mom that wouldn't let me watch these films make a note to watch Predator and I can't remember when I saw it then I had a similar story to you Kevin because I remember when this film was coming being released on VHS and similar to you I remember the poster going up in the video shop and it looking as cool as fuck and that that Friday Peter O'Callaghan the town lad the young lad who was living in the town who got all the videos first <laughs> he was like he was like going Peter's out today and he was telling me this on Friday morning and I was like going yeah I can't wait to see it already got it like he had actually rented it I don't know how he rented it but he would rented it before the shop even opened so um, it took me a few weeks but I got to see it pretty uh, soon on its video release let's say maybe two months after it was released and of course the woman behind the counter gave even though I was probably eight at the time she just she just handed it over to me <laughs> went over to the this 18, 18 certificate film without a hesitation there's no so, boobies yeah. in it so you're fine yeah. yeah 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 it's, it's no boobies murder <laughs> just exploding chest just murder just murder this is great opening like uh, <clears throat> like what I love about this is like real old school action heroes yeah you know Carl Weathers Jesse the Body Ventura Shane Black for script uh, rewriting reasons yeah that never apparently happened I think this film could be slightly improved by one oh. change aside from the fact that they shoot most of the film in, in like a, a forest instead of a jungle I think that would help it but I think you could make one tiny change to this and the film would play very differently and that's not to begin with a spaceship coming into Earth I was just thinking that actually and it kind of it reminds me of the opening of the thing because at the start of that film yeah, it's, very similar. The, it's very similar it's the spaceship cutting across the abyss of space but I think if you took that out it kind of gives it a bit more it you play know, a little bit like um, I don't want to say a lore like uh, uh, oh, what's the Tarantino George Clooney film the vampire Dustled one Dustled Dawn it'll play like that mm-hmm. sort of like a rug pull which would be cool 
I'm kind of like I I don't mind seeing the little alien ship at the beginning because you kind of it's it's it gears you or sets you up for what's going to come you later. There's going to be aliens in it. There's going to be an alien in this, like you know. But see, um, I kind of agree with Kevin on that point. I think if you didn't do the spaceship at the start, it would do that. Like you go, this is just another Arnold Schwarzenegger going into the jungle, having a war, fighting bad guys, commando, John Matrix yeah. type thing, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden. Idiot. and then you, you know are I mean? trying to pick it apart then it's a, a sort of a mystery of what is going on yeah well you know if it's an alien it kind of again the or whatever it takes away the kind of mystique of it all where you're totally like, yeah well, carl weathers what a legend this man fought apollo apollo creed no he was he apollo creed he was apollo creed this is my favorite handshake in all of film history yeah. you son of a bitch <laughs> Boof. There Look we at that. go. You, don't, you, you get less meat in a butchers <laughs> where you usually find meat. That's what a great line the CIA got. McTiernan said that he thinks that Arnie was great in this and he's great generally when he's up playing off of an actual legitimate actor that is really pushing him to emote and act against him. I agree because I think this and possibly True Lies are the two best Arnold Schwarzenegger films. Yeah, that well, he's, he's, films. he's putting in a performance. So John McTiernan credits Carl Weathers with um, elevating the whole film and elevating Arnie because uh, he's a great, really acting yeah. in it. Yeah, he is. And you got like other great actors and like oh, Jessica Troy is obviously a professional wrestler, but like Bill Duke is like been in ton. He was in Commando with Schwarzenegger as well. Mm-hmm. I, I eat green berets for breakfast, motherfucker. <laughs> Fucking what a line. And I think with Schwarzenegger, He's look, he really worked on his craft over those. He was only in movies a couple of years, like leading films for a couple of years, and he was fairly wooden. Like even in Raw Deal, he's not that great in Raw Deal. But come this, you think he's he would have been out of a decade at this point. Yeah, he's a star. He's a star here. Like he yeah, he really is. Star. Yeah, comfortable delivering the lines. Really comfortable in it. Well, also being adamant that they need punchy one-liners like stick around. Yeah. Knock, knock, that kind of shit. Stick around is, is oh no, that's in, oh, it's no, in this. It is, yeah, in it this. is, yeah. My favorite still one is the one where he kills Bennett at the end of Commando and he just lit off some steam. <laughs> and like, steam. <laughs> that's such a great film. That's, that's, that's not John McCurtain. No, it's no. not. It's, um, it's somebody else. It's somebody else. Look at this, look at these unwieldy helicopters. It's so cool. It is like again practical effects, but there's that the music, the contrasted music versus these these choppers going in over the jungle. It's kind of class looking. This is great though. Like even the dialogue in this film. Like I know Shane Black was brought in to do a rewrite, and he even says himself, "Like I didn't actually touch the script to use John and Jim Thomas's original screenplay." See, McTiernan said that he did a lot of soft rewriting, which is that he didn't actually write anything officially, but he would throw in ad libs and he would rewrite his own dialogue by saying things unique each time they were doing a take and uh I kind of like that idea where someone paid me a shit ton of money to turn up and just throw in lines (laughs) it'd be just fucking awesome it would save me half the worries I have in my life (laughs) so he at this stage just making pussy jokes he was he was a hotshot he was uh, Mr. Joel he was basically Joel Silver's like Golden Goose at this, right? I think, yeah. I think he'd done Lethal Weapon. Monster Squad, I'm pretty sure it was on the stage, oh, wasn't God. <laughs> yeah. Did he do that or was that um, Decker? Decker directed it. They co-wrote the screenplay, but okay. Decker definitely directed it. Um, 
<clears throat> yeah, so he'd be done this, and I think I don't know if Lethal Weapon two, but he 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 only did like a first draft on that, and then he was kind of shake hand. Yeah, there was yeah there was maybe an outline or something like that. Yeah, the last boy scout with that been out. What then? did you think of his Predator movie? Did not like it one bit. Yeah, it was really poor. I was given it the benefit of the of the doubt in the circumstances I was watching it. I was like going, oh, I give the, everyone a shat on it. And I went, no, I give it a chance, give it a chance. And I was give, all for it. But then by and the then end of the you shat on it. It really <laughs> just didn't work. It really but, fell but, apart. It's funny because I went. It just played recently. like a Marvel movie. Yeah, I went back and watched Predators, the Robert Rodriguez one. I actually enjoyed it on a second viewing than I did the first time. Oh, really? I just thought it was different. It wasn't just a big action star. You know, it was actually trying to do something different. But, um, Wasn't that directed by a guy called Nimrod or something? Nimrod Antal, who did a yeah. really good film called um, it had Ski Ulrich in it, where it was about a guy who locks himself inside like a Brinks fan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it was really, I actually enjoyed that. He was supposed to do a few other things, but I think it all kind of fell through. He, I know Rodriguez was attached to do a kind of it's Predator really Tree for a long time. dodgy when you come onto a, an established IP property and you take a crack at it and you are yeah. under the thumb of a big name producer. In that instance, it was Rodriguez. So the guy was probably protected a little bit more. But a lot of these guys that come in and do their crack at a franchise film in the genre uh, space... Mm. They don't tend to... It doesn't springboard them as much. I think as well... Like, Fede Alvarez is maybe a rare exception and, and Zack Snyder, but a lot well, of these guys, they tend to crash and burn the... Like, the I didn't like Fede Alvarez's um, girl who kicked the spider's web. Now I did not. I thought... I never watched know, it. I didn't like, I didn't so, like Finch's I don't know. I don't know him. What, so Fede Alvarez, tell me about him. I don't know this guy. He did the remake of Evil Dead, not the oh, one my right. co-writing partner is currently doing. And he also I did, forgot uh, that Lee Cronin's doing <laughs> Evil Dead Rises. This has nothing to do with Lee. I mean, Lee would probably do really well over it. The park, yeah. uh, don't, don't Breed, he did as well. But he did a very, his last film that he didn't, that he directed was a version of the girl in the spider's web starring Claire Foy um, oh right where okay. she took over the Rooney Mar- yeah, Mar- Mar- yeah yeah it was just not it was a different style of movie it was like a Marvel a Marvel movie it was like High Predator was but uh, anytime I'm there. reminded of Don't Breathe I want to just vomit okay because of the anyway yeah <laughs> because of that particular scene in it which is just unnecessarily disgusting really I'm taking it Will hasn't blah. seen Don't Breed he no hasn't. I haven't no I, I always have this feeling that you, you you're you too wholesome oh god anyway there you go this is anyway back to Predator this is this is like in. proper testosterone fueled movie of the 80s I love it yeah, I you love it too make movies like this look at this look at Jesse Ventura what I love is the again, there we're ten minutes in and we're in the jungle. We don't really need much backstory. Uh, we just have these characters and yeah, I just love it. They're they are they are just in the depths of this uh kind of encroaching. Well, it's like men on a mission, so you don't really need yeah. much. Exactly. So it works, just like there's constant movement. I was I was terrified the first time I watched this, or the first multiple times I watched this. Kinda of, I was constantly looking to see where the predator was, but um oh, I was I loved it. Really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was... But see, that there you go. Like just like you said, you were constantly looking for the predator. If you did, like, 
if the art of not knowing what a film is going to be, like Kevin said, if you didn't have the spaceship at the start, if you didn't see any poster work at the time, when there was no internet, like you'd be kind of watching this going, what the fuck is, like, is it a monster? Is it a fucking family? Well, it's cool to me. Steven, That's the way you write a story. Steven, well, Stephen, in my case, Peter fucking O'Callaghan had seen it already. He'd rented it like seven weeks in a row and had come in and tell me the, told me the entire plot. He said, well, the Predator's an alien and he's camouflaged and you can't see him and he's in the jungle hiding and they're walking right by him. So I was just, when I eventually got my copy that was all crinkled and, um, you know, chewing gum on the tape track, I was constantly just looking at everything. You think that was chewing gum? <laughs> and now now Peter what's his name Peter Callahan Peter Callahan Peter if you're listening is the know. major critic for the Guardian film <laughs> yeah just because he, just he got Predator you. first look at this look at this just like, like even the shots are really cool because this is cool like, you're, you're they're trying to f- like we're ahead of them in the story mm. we know that they're walking into a trap with a Predator but they're they think they're on a mission to basically rescue some uh, American hostages. Mm-hmm. So I think don't put us ahead of the characters. But I bet you that was a test screening thing. I'd say so. I, 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 I do look at Arnie is just absolutely camoed, but the buzz cut is still on show. Like not. <laughs> this is the end. best he's ever looked. I think. Yeah. Yeah. To this. Yeah. Doesn't isn't there a tale where like him and Jesse Ventura used to like get their muscles measured in the costume? He department. had an, an entire gym installed where they were shooting in Puerto Vallarta, which uh, is in Mexico. And um, yeah, they used to just get up at six in the morning. He'd work out all day, and or he'd get work out all morning and then shoot the film and then go back and work out some more. And the guy was a machine, and they all got sick as well, which tends to happen. Mm-hmm. McTiernan was saying he he thinks it had to do with um the local restaurateurs getting one over on the gringos. So oh, really? giving them more food poisoning. There was one Very stage cat. where uh, he pointed out that Schwarzenegger was on an IV drip because he'd lost so much fluid from having diarrhea. Oh my <laughs> God. And he said, if you watch the film, he'll get more and more drawn in the face as it goes on because they were just all getting sick but yeah he was pissed off McTiernan about the location because this right here is a jungle this sequence mm-hmm. here but the other one that we just saw is a forest and he said the producer had convinced oh, right, him that yeah. they could shoot in Puerto Vallarta even though all the trees were deciduous so it ended up just looking like a forest in New Hampshire oh god and he said, I would never let anyone ever pick a location for me ever again. But he said it was uh, it was done for kickbacks. The producer was up to no good. And he thinks that it kind of fucked the film a little bit. Do you know what I read recently that if you're in a desert, you should, you should, you know, they say you should drink from a cactus. Actually, it's very bad for you to drink from a cactus. They're just a bit of survival. I you should just drink your own piss. Apparently not either. It is. It's. It. It will just make you more dehydrated. That's an urban legend. What your piss? Mm. <laughs> I love that Billy just walked up. I love that Billy just went up to this route and just knew that you can just you can. No, this will be like a tap of milk. He's a um, marine. He's a marine. But I just love that detail. It's like there's no explanation. He just does it. And in that action, you go. Oh, this guy actually knows every plant 
every a, a creature that's in this jungle because he's a marine. Yeah. So when we actually are, when 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 something kind of creeps him out, you really feel okay. Something's fucking nasty out there. Like this shot. Oh my what god! What they needed is somebody who who has just joined the team and he doesn't know anything, and he's just walking around like going, "What are you doing? What did you do that for?" I'm making. <laughs> a, I'm cutting this vine because I can have a drink. Yeah. Why are you going up there? This is what we do, kid. <laughs> Stunning, oh my god! A great shot. Just three fucking bodies hanging. The color in contrast to the greens yeah. as well is looks great. tasty. Looks like <laughs> kebab. Like yeah, a spice bag. <laughs> oh the oh end god. Oh my, this was, that was one of those shots when I was a kid. I used to be just kind of like, oh, I'm not going to look at the corpses hanging upside down. But my God. Bill Duke there. My God, I would have been leaning forward. <laughs> Rewind it. you me. Mac, anytime. Kevin, you just learned what a spice bag re- was recently as well. I did. Do you mean? Stephen, Stephen, have you ever had a spice bag? Well, as... He's quite rightly said my Italian name there, Stefan. Stefan, shit. I, t- I was worried you didn't. You um, of course, I know what a spice bag is. Yeah, yeah. it was. Well, it bag depends. It depends on the day. It's either Jerry or Posh or <laughs> one of them else. One of them's the spice bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have to say, I, sorry, go on. No, no, no. Go on, go on Stephen. I was just going to say what I really like, because like this, you would probably, and we've had this discussion before about other films. I've luckily enough been doing commentary on with you guys. Like they really so are lucky. taking their time <laughs> getting, like if you were to make this film now, the executives would probably go, we need to get them to the town to do the shooting in like five minutes. Well, McTiernan was battling them back on that because he said all the shit that you see in the sequel was stuff that they wanted in the first film and he wouldn't have it. Like entering into the, the alien spaceship and all that kind of stuff. So he oh, said, God, when I guess the alien spaceship and predator two, it, I just zone out. It just looks so weird. Mm. Yeah. You, you lose the mystery Obsessed. of it. Yeah. It just becomes fake. That's yeah. When it, when it's in a natural environment like this, then it's, it, it, it really works because it's the, it's an alien thing. That stuff that he's chewing, that chewy shit. Is that, tobacco. Yeah, that's tobacco. just tobacco, isn't it? It's like it's fucking tobacco nicotine. You chew. Yeah. Yeah. Baseball players. Baseball players. Don't they that. all get like fucking moat cancer from that stuff? Yeah, I believe, yeah. They can do awful things to you, Kevin. This was, for me, such a cool moment uh, when we go to the heat, the infrared vision for the first time. It's I'm all an going. optical as well. It's not real. And you know why? Why? Because when they use the real infrared cameras, the soldiers were the same color as the jungle. Oh, that's very too hot, yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Wow. It's too hot to use infrared. Everything is like boiling. Wow. You don't really use infrared in kind of snowy terrain, really, because it would mm. differentiate the cold from the hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, correct me on this, right? Okay. Well, am I right in saying that Jean-Claude Van Damme yes. <laughs> was originally the a predator, person. the person in the oh. suit? Only yes, for a couple was. of days, though. Only then for a few days. He was fired. Yes. Can you do? You, do you know why he was fired? Or was it for the suit? I know they changed the suit. He was too small, and the suit was awful, and he didn't want to be there, and he was not right. So they they basically shut down production, and they decided to bring in Stan Winston to overhaul 
the Monster Predator. Design. Yeah. But you know who was also responsible for the overhaul of the Monster Design? Giger. James Cameron. Oh, Ooh. yeah. That's right. They He's, were on a plane together. They are on a plane together uh, flying somewhere. And Winston. they were on a plane to Japan. And Winston was drawing the maskless Predator. Mm-hmm. And James Cameron never goes, I'd love to see something with mandibles on screen. And that's how he incorporated the kind of mandible look to the Predator. Yeah, that wow. crab face. That's cool. It is cool as shit. Or as Danny Glover calls him in the second one, pussy face. <laughs> what kind of pussies is he looking at? <gasps> so this film actually inspires the play of my childhood. I went, I actually uh, deconstructed Are you uh, reading IMDb rifles. again? The trivia no, page. You wrote I, Predator the play. I, what I did was I cut up pieces of pipe. I masking taped them to the bottom of some of my guns. I would go around and give hand signals to my imaginary, my imaginary, <laughs> my imaginary commando friends. Signals. So nice. There was such a positive <laughs> hand signal. Um, and I was, I was Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, infiltrating a drug cartel or whatever these guys are. <laughs> gorillas in the mist. <laughs> gorillas in the mist camp. At least it didn't go. I was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Pleasuring people with my hand. <laughs> Pleasuring the gorillas in the, in the jungle. It was a very unnecessary pause after hand there. Uh, yeah. It must have been really bad of me and have both picked up on that. It's just, well, it's more it's of a reflection on Filthy minds. Oh, yeah, really filthy minds, seriously. Yeah. I love this Re- reflection. Oh, wow. That's class. That's great. She, sh- she shot a hostage in the brains. Speaking Russian. Mm, interesting. Are they Russian? Mm, they're taking their time, Mario. Very good, very good. Music is really good in this. Sylvester was 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 on form. I even uh, sometimes, you know, if you're listening to a soundtrack on Spotify and the yeah. soundtrack ends and it kind of starts picking up other soundtracks. And I remember this came on recently. And I was like, on the, the main theme is just so epic. It's just so good. That kind of just, yeah. that army vibe to it, but still kind of scary at the same time. He's worked, he's actually done some um, Marvel stuff as well, Alan Silvestri. Only, he has done, he done the yeah, main Marvel team. Yeah, the oh, Avengers okay. movie. There we go. And it's probably the only memorable theme in the whole MCU. And don't even ask it's, me to hum it now. Yeah, he's been his main go-to guy for Robert Zemeckis. Robert Zemeckis. Yeah, lovely bit of racking focus there with the wire. That's so nice. Like you that. can totally tell when they're in the jungle versus the forest because of the the difference in the the image quality. It's such a grainy, dark, muddy film. But it's a lot of stuff. What I love about it is it's, it's a lot of the stuff there is just so tight on faces. Like it's like. Mm crossing over from Ventura to Bill Duke it's just so good like and like the whip pans and are just so justified and stuff it's great yeah you feel the claustrophobia of the space I think in the 80s as well and my kind of era favorite era of films is the 70s because I think some of the camera work is just so good like even the camera work here is just so greedy it doesn't seem smooth it seems just like you're in there with them kind of yeah I I was watching a film the other day um, a 1960s film called day the earth caught fire and maybe it was the fact that they didn't have steady cam and they, they weren't able to do a lot of handheld with those massive cameras back then but everything was on tracks and in order to 
do wonders. It was all just about staging and blocking, and it just looked class to see mm-hmm. characters navigating a set and the camera moving around them and, and covering as much of it in one as possible. And I miss that. Movies have gotten so busy now. Yeah. The, this whole, you know, we're coming to the big uh, action scene in the guerrilla camp and the stunt team behind this are the same stunt team that were behind the A-team movies. So there's a real, you know... It looks like similar, the A-team at times, though. It, it is the A-team. You really feel like, oh, yeah, it's kind of like the Do you mean the A-team TV show? The A-team TV show, yeah. Wispy, Baracus, and Face, and the whole Murdoch, and the whole... Not thing. the movie with Liam Neeson. And no, definitely not that. No, no, no. no. <clears throat> this is great. Did you, any of you show. see the Suicide Squad, the James Gunn one? Yes, yes, I watched it recently and thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh God, I didn't like it at all. Did you not? No, I was on the. I didn't really. I wanted to enjoy it, but I was very tired by it. I liked it. decent sequence in that film is this sequence when the guys go in to rescue somebody, and instead they oh, just go in and jungle. murder everybody. Yeah. That was the thing I didn't like about that film. It's just every single punchline was and then they get killed and mm. then they get killed and then they get killed and then they get killed and it was just ridiculously juvenile and trolling comedy seeing seeing this action scene and having that minigun unleashed that that when that minigun was uh, used for the first time I swear to god I probably had my first erection Jesus Christ well <laughs> I'm just saying and according to your wife you're last yeah maybe yeah 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 she might verify that <laughs> but verified by Visa. I have never gotten turned on by violence I don't understand that it was just I think that there was a cool shot when he was walking through the forest the explosions were going behind him they were on a steady cam or whatever and uh, he just uh, used a minigun it was fantastic Whoa, this this is taking a dark turn the conversation of the film is always I'm t- when I tell you this was my this is this, this was the game I played as a child I'm saying after, once I saw this film I was I was this scene right <laughs> for the rest of my childhood what game did I, I play I don't remember playing any make-believe games like that when you're on your own or like you know when the other lads are off your, it, sh- you know. it shows in your work yeah. <laughs> <laughs> joyless, oh, joyless. Gun. but this is a very unnecessary weapon to bring with you into the depths of the jungle <laughs> yeah completely yeah completely inappropriate for the setting and the mission do you know what and the gun is called the uh well, it's not a mini gun is it oh he has it has a name no it's got painless. a name painless oh, painless. oh very good it's a Gatling gun, I believe. Yeah, and it's physically impossible to uh, to wield it as a person. It needs to be yeah, has to be in. mounted. Yeah. yeah, it's actually from the uh, the Wild West. There was Gatling guns in the Wild West. Oh yes, if you look at the the Wild Bunch. Yes, the Sam Peckinpah movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not the Bradley Here we go. Figure. Here we go. Yes. Stick around. Look at that! You can't. You fucking. You can't write that shit. Well, you can't. But <laughs> those like, things were all written. Into the script, you can't write that now. And again, gonna, he had stick around and then knock knock. Oh my god! I'd go see. I, I had this debate recently. I, I'm dying. I'm dying for Arnie to do another film where it's just literally eighties violence and 
cool pawns. That's what the Expendables should have been. Yeah, but it's not. You know what I mean? It's like you aren't doing the shiznit. Did you see that one, The Last Stands, where he was like a sheriff and it was like a siege thing? I think yeah. I saw that in the cinema. No, it yeah. looked a bit low budget, so I skipped it. It kind of was, yeah. I've given up, you know, making the effort to watch films. If they don't immediately appeal to me, I think life's too short. There was a period where it was like, you have to see everything, everything on release in order to feel like you're able to keep up with the conversation. And now it's like, I don't care. I'm not interested. I'm not going to watch it. Now, I, I do a podcast just as an excuse to catch up on films. That's the, <laughs> that is the main reason. I'm like going, well, I kind of have to watch it for the podcast, so I'll, I'll do it. Yeah, but you're like a real 80s kid. I say you've seen a lot of these 80s type movies, though, Will. Oh, God, yeah, I've seen. Oh, I watched everything I could get my hands on. I'm still then. discovering stuff, though. Time to duck. This is goddamn This is more than we ever thought we'd get. Well, we got those bastards. We got them. I think this is what you're looking for. I only saw all the Bond films, uh, the Sean Connery Bond films, just a few weeks ago. I'd never watched them, never had a reason to watch them. They were never on TV either. It was always the Roger Moore films or the Timothy Dalton films. And I thought those were really good. Yeah, they're great. They're absolutely class. Did you see the episodes that, uh, the episodes that Apollo Creed directed for the Mandalorian? Yes, I did. He was good. Like he, well, like well, I said, he was. Carl Weathers, he's a good actor. Yeah, he's fantastic. This is. Uh, did you like Boba Fett? I've only watched the first episode. That's a no. Then no, I'm going. I'm going. It's quite disappointing. So, um, it's worth watching for the Mandalorian episodes that are in Boba Fett. Did you watch Peacemaker? No. I have no intention. Of oh, it. Peacemaker. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a John Cena character. I don't know. I thought you meant like the George Clooney and the Cole Kidman film. Oh, that's a deep cut. Like the peace. That was a decent uh, film, that. I can't remember it. That was one of DreamWorks' first releases when when, when they were formed. I can't, I can't. I've seen it, but I can't remember it. It Mimi Leader, wasn't it? And oh, it was yeah, all running right. around New York City trying to stop a bomb going mm. off. And it was all Steadicam. It was cool. I gotta watch it again. Steadicam anamorphic. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix at the moment. This is uh, just to bring it back to the film we're, we're watching. So they've realised now that this whole thing is a big bag of bullshit. They've been fed. It's a and, big uh, bag of spice bag. Carl Weathers has been telling them porky pies, and now we're in the they're in the zone of the predator. And we actually haven't met the Predator yet. There's just, yeah, that's what's what I like about this. We're 30 minutes into the film. We've had our big class action 80s action you know shootout and uh, we still really haven't missed the predator which is very very cool I wouldn't waste that on a broke dick dog what a line <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean like like there's, there's nuggets of gold in here like but Jesse Ventura and the, the helicopter at the start and yeah I remember uh, 
coach driver or a minivan driver in Australia saying, um, oh God. Please do the accent. No, I'm trying to remember uh, what it was now. Oh, it's as dry as a dead dingo's dongle. <laughs> dry as a dead dingo's dongle. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, that's great. <coughs> there, was, there was another Aussie woman then that said, do you think I'm a mushroom? And I went, what? Keep me in the dark, feed me bullshit. <laughs> this is a great speaking so of, this is a great moment where he stabs the scorpion yeah. and they really killed it I always thought that it was like a bit of chewing gum on it but no they really killed it oh my god hey well done what's so lovely about I was like I think Bill Duke became a, he directed uh, some like he directed Sister Act I think Bill Duke Directed Sister Act or Sister Act Two? I think he did. He was in. Okay, he's he's definitely involved in Sister Sister Act. He was one of the henchmen, I think. Would Harvey Keitel? You're right. He directed Sister Act Two. He absolutely deep cover with uh, Emil Ardalino directed Sister Act. Well, Bill directed Sister Act Two. He did. He directed Sister Act Two. He directed a good few films, actually. Wow. He was in the load. He was in Menace to Society. He's in Bird and Wire. Um, he's in Payback with uh, Mel Gibson. He's in the, the, the X Men: The Last Stand, which I didn't know. Oh yeah, I don't, he's even, one I of the, don't he's think he's the, wanted to that. He's the senator. I enjoyed that film. I think it's one of the better X Men movies. Really, that's a very that's a very <laughs> controversial statement to make. Well. Uh, he was in the new, uh, more recent uh, Steven Soderbergh one, uh, No Sudden Move, which... Uh, oh, I haven't watched it yet, but I heard good things. It's very good. I liked it a lot. It's very good. Yeah, there you go. He directed Sister Act 2 with uh, yeah, Lauren Hill. And Jess, a very young Jessica Love Hewitt. That Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah. Hey, Jennifer Love Hewitt and I share a birthday. Okay. Like we're exact, we were born mm-hmm. on the same day. Of the same year, which is what? Yeah. 1960. 1970? No, 1979. You were born in 1979. Just the, just the odd six, six, seven years. Ooh, Predator Hand. Yeah, predator Hand. I, yeah, even seeing this, it was like I was so titillated by this as in like freaked out seeing the shape of the hand. And, you know, it's a gr- the reveal by pieces, not like we don't see it in full in that full full on. It's that I love the holding back on the, the reveal of the monster. Sexual nouns going on with you and the Predator, Will. I have so, an interesting relationship with this film. Titillated. <laughs> Ha- pussy face hand- pussy handy <laughs> handy blank let's just say I, I, I sit alone uh, in my room watching YouTube videos of people loading and unloading weapons that is terrifying <laughs> oh my god don't you start drawing on the wrong kind of audience first I'm <laughs> joking all this is a joke everyone <laughs> it's not yes, 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 I'll tell you what I really enjoy is a YouTube channel of a guy. He's obviously fucking loaded because he's built a five-acre pond 
in his field and he's dug it out he's laid all the sort of particular grass they need he has aerated the water he has you know put in the clay he's put in pontoons and he's stocked it with a lot of fish and it's just been amazing to watch him sort of over the course of six months build this thing so you're just like watching a rich person build a lake basically he's he's more like just you know a, a country farmer type guy in, in the states oh. I love it that though. woman that woman does that stuff on Channel 4 that my wife like Sarah Beanie oh yeah no I can't I can't abide by her what does she do build ponds she or like they just build ponds and houses and it's just like oh we're rich and British and yeah yay. It's like that one on Channel 4, the Escape or Escape to the Shadow, where they've got the shadow and they're just like, every episode they build, a, a, I don't know, a tower house with fer- a Ferris yes, wheel on right. it. Um, and I just get anxious did, watching Did you it. ever see the um, the the supercut of, I think Dion Dublin was doing a property show at some stage. And there's a supercut of him where every time he'd walk into a property, he would say, and you've got the stairs leading up to the bedrooms. You've got the stairs leading up to the bedrooms, and you've got the stairs leading up to the bedrooms, and over and over again. Yeah, every single property that would be one thing he'd point out. Like you've got the fireplace here, and you've got the stairs leading up to the bedrooms, and it was ridiculous. Do you know uh, by before this film, Jesse the Body Ventura, who is a former professional wrestler in the World Wrestling Federation, mm-hmm. uh, was fired. I think he was just about to get fired because he tried to unionize wrestlers. Oh, really? And They've tried to do that a few sag, times. He got a SAG card out of this film, and it's the only way he could get himself insurance and uh, a pension. Wow. But wasn't he an actual Marine? He was an, a legit Marine. He was in the Corps. So wouldn't five you by, have... Uh, he was um, in the pipe 5x5. Five five. Yeah, but wouldn't you have a... I don't know what they call it in the States. You would have, have a state you would pension. Have a, you'd have a military pension. Yeah. Like but he is uh, a Marine true and true. Actually... Uh, got punched by the American sniper. Oh, who's oh, dead now, isn't he? He killed himself. Yeah. Yes. There you go. I read that book, uh, or I tried to read it. I read a few chapters and I thought, you are a horrible person and I would not like to hang out with you and therefore your book can go fuck itself. And I stopped reading. There you go. Yeah. I love all this stuff of them creeping through. They're creeping through the jungle and Billy Billy moves out into this kind of bit of clearing and I love this Billy's just working on instinct and he's why do you oh, love it do you love it because of the blocking or? the tension yeah the blocking the tension the, I, I love that that Billy's gone out into the open and he's like it's just all hand signals again that's a great shot I love it because you can see the contour of of Arnie's vis- vascular veins his Sunny muscles he looks like an action figure what's free sorry I, I dropped my mic um what I love about this, like I said, it's uh, it's just so nice, you know. Like it's it's like it's <laughs> nice. It's just it's just nice. It's just so good. When I used to work in the video shop, there used to be Nigerians yeah. that would come in, and they'd rent a film, and all they would say is, "Is it nice?" And I say, um, "It's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre." Okay, is it nice? Um, not no, I would call it nice. It's kind of scary. Oh, okay. I think oh. is nice for them was just like, is it good? Yeah, yeah. It was lost in translation. It was. <laughs> Look at the way Arnie is walking out here, just one-handed holding his um, M60. Not like, not, not like a trained Marine at no, all. Just walking out casually ready to 
to but okay what i like about this is that we've had really closed in shots up to now it's been a very claustrophobic space now they're really small in the frame and you feel the kind of the depth of the jungle opening up that's because they're so in they, a jungle here but no my point is the blocking of it is how small they are in that actual in that frame but and that it, was um kind of like with jaws where spielberg is shooting around the fact the shark wouldn't work that was mm. McTiernan shooting around the fact that he was shooting in a fucking forest that had no leaves on the trees so this look at this look at this as a zoom like, this is something that we yeah. rarely see in films anymore is it actually a camera zooming yeah very 70s but I love it it's, it's the way films should be it should be different techniques not just the same coverage over and over again in scenes I'll tell you what I hate though are crash zooms but there that's an Edgar Wright thing more than anything isn't it? yeah and JJ was doing it and Zack Snyder was doing it and Joss Whedon was doing it he used to be popular on Serenity, the he uh, Joss Whedon's space show with Nathan Fillion. That every time oh, yeah. they'd shoot the space stuff, it was always like news footage of somebody or seeing a UFO, ca- barely capturing it and crash zooming in to get a, a close up as it zips out of shot, and it just got overpopularized like lens flares. That's the thing with JJ; he gets onto a little kink for something and then keeps doing it over and over and over again oh she's on the run yeah the predator is on the run with her what's going to happen here and this is a nice reveal in that you get to know that the predator has a code yes and the code is only people with weapons yeah he's there to to fight and to take down the formidable prey I think the heat vision thing is a great a great aesthetic device as well because it breaks up the jungle shots. It breaks up the green of the jungle continuously. And I think it kind of gives us as an audience a kind of a chance to breathe from that from that uh, the, the, the overwhelming green, really. Oh yeah, here we go. Who's this? Oh, is that is that Shane Black? That's Shane yeah, Black. Shane yeah. Black, yeah. yeah, yeah. Shane Black. Yeah. Context. Would you ever? Yeah. Glasses. Would you ever become a marine with glasses like that? I don't think so. <laughs> he, he did. He's a marine no longer. There. <laughs> That's like Darren Gerardo. Glasses. <laughs> or um, what was the the Northern Ireland uh, snooker player? Darren Gerardo. For our listeners who aren't familiar, is uh, a soap opera character from. She the went UK to jail show. for a crime she didn't commit. Coronation Street. Dear we should we should do an audio commentary on <laughs> on season eight of Carnation Street. Dennis season eight, that'd be like nineteen fifty nine. Oh, okay, sorry, I was randomly picking a season. Um, yeah, who's the who's the snooker player who had those? Dennis, Dennis, no, it wasn't no, Dennis, no, Taylor. No, Dennis Taylor. Dennis Taylor. Dennis Taylor. Upside yeah. down glasses. Yeah. Look at this. It's beautiful. Just following the trail of blood past his haversack of army stuff. Yeah, they could have shot this in someone's garden. Um, oh. He works fast. I'd say if the predator really wanted it, he would have gotten he would he would work get an easily job in a butcher's. Because he can fucking debowl and uh, skin and any animal. Are you in saying seconds. like as a summer job? <laughs> as a summer job, yeah. If he just found himself <laughs> kind of like, you know, in between hunts, he could just guess and would you write a film like this, Will? Would I? Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. Would you, Stephen? A uh, Predator movie or just a film in the same vein as a Predator movie? Yeah. 
like in the same vein, this, this type of genre, this type of story. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Why it's haven't something- you? You're both writers. Why have you done it? You're a writer. I can't be asked. <laughs> Will's too busy cleaning up Oscar nominations for animation. I can't be dealing with his. Listen, at this stage, there won't be an Oscars next year. So the way it's going, yeah. See, I, I get in the door and I literally break everything. Well, I wouldn't mind considering me and Will both equally have the same representation on both sides of the pond. So we just make sure that seventy thirty split went the right way. <laughs> the Acme agencies. Yeah, Acme agencies. <laughs> Yeah, I no, I would, I think I would relish the idea of doing a, a, an action movie like this in that kind of greasy vein. I would, yeah. I would write. Where would Predator you set it? Three. Like Ross Common or the Wilds of Donegal? No, I wouldn't. I don't think I would set it here. Awfully, Ukraine. <laughs> oh, <laughs> not too topical. <laughs> For those of you who are listening to this, um. <laughs> I, I've always I, I've always wanted to see Schwarzenegger do another Predator film though obviously now not so much but you they had him, him in the <coughs> the Rodriguez produced one he turned up at the very end he was like king, he? king of the Predators and then they didn't shoot it oh shit he no was, way he was governor at that time so hold on so he agreed to do it. He no, he didn't up. agree to do it. They oh, they the tried script. to get him. Yeah, they wrote the part and then said, we have this oh. part for you. It's a cameo. You basically turn up at the end and meet Adrian Brody. And I believe, you know, in the posters and on the trailers, they would have Adrian Brody with like dozens of the, the scope lenses or scope lasers on him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That that was from the, the very final image of all the Predators coming off the ship with Arnold Schwarzenegger and they're training him on him and Arnold Schwarzenegger says like put your weapons down it's fine wow yep. I'm going to I'm going to go back and watch this one I think I have it on Blu-ray it's on, on Disney sure. Plus it's almost it's, Disney Plus. it's almost like yeah, a remake it. of this I'm going to watch it again when evil Topher Grace from the 70s show <laughs> yeah spoiler what's, what's cool about this is tell us Will no, no, the thing, what I appreciate about this film is that this is the first kill of the team, as in the first member of the team to be killed. Am I right in saying that? Yes. Right. So we're now 40 <laughs> something minutes in. We're just trying to, we've seen so many people dying, but now there's a real weight and there's a real sense of loss amongst the team. And kind of like the stakes have gone up. And it's a fucking cool reveal, the shot where it pans up and we see him hanging upside down. It's a class shot. But you know what I mean? Now, it's the, now the stakes have been upped. Now, you yeah, know, now they're you, being hunted. They're, now they know they are being hunted. That's what it is. How many times I have think, you seen this? Oh, loads. loads, yeah, myself. Look at this. Ain't got time to bleed. This was one of those films when I would go into the video library and I couldn't make a decision. I'd usually pick out two tapes and if I couldn't make a decision on the second tape, I would just kind of pick this one up. Oh, here we go. This is a shot. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. He's got time to bleed now. Time to bleed now. He's He's a sexual Tyrannosaurus. (laughs) His chest just erupted. This is amazing. This is just... He sees... Bill Duke sees it. It's camouflaged. Motherfucker. Eyes light up. I wonder... I would love to know how this film works with a contemporary audience. 
like would that the kind of the this camouflage special effects be a bit goofy? I don't yeah, know. of course they would. I think but they like, would be a bit goofy, but I think you could say it about any film made at the time. Like I think mm. like so you take a also, film. Also, like I don't X. think any of them would actually sit down and watch a film. I love this. I love this moment as look well. Look how grubby that, that together. image looks, fucking, though. They start fucking shooting into the forest. They literally clear an Who acre was of the, forest. The DP on this. It was, uh, Donald McAlpine. point yeah Donald McAlpine. he did like things like Moulin Rouge Romeo and Juliet I think he also I think he did die hard did he not Donald McAlpine no that was Jean de Bond oh it was you're, you're so knowledgeable bro. but he did work he worked with he did Medicine Man he did another McTiernan one um, McTiernan said TV. that he would have shot this film entirely differently no, he is. said that yeah McTiernan yeah well but he said, I was just trying to survive. And he appreciates the film because it opened up his career to him. But Jeez, I've no, I've no complaints about how this film looks. I really don't. I just like I the- do. I think it looks a bit TV-ish and grubby-ish at times. It's, the music, the atmosphere, the story, the monster, it all carries along, but it looks a bit shit at times. I don't know. I kind of like its greatness. No, I yeah, think, but things are I in and out of focus. I think Commando looks more shit than this. I think this mo- looks more polished than Commando. Commando looks very clean, I think. I Commando's very goofy. But then Commando's well, meant yes, to be a comedy. That's a tonal thing. Commando's a tonal. That's a tonal thing. Like, look. A lot of this is very close. It's very tight for obvious yeah. reasons. As, I'm not as saying that so much as that stuff is in and out of focus. Jesus. Seeing his, uh, his th- an empty cavity where his, where, uh, where his chest should be. Oh, that, oh, it still kind of makes me a bit queasy looking at that shot. See, it doesn't. The only thing that makes me queasy is seeing people being bled. Then I get lightheaded. <laughs> I genuinely do. I can actually come close to fainting. What do you mean, what do you mean being bled? Like, as I mean, like, like having their throats lit? No. Anything that's sort of like arterial spray doesn't do anything for me. It's, um... It's if somebody opens a vein, slits their wrists, or has their blood drawn. If there's anything to do with somebody being fucking operated on and they're, they're drawing blood, then I get really weak and my blood pressure drops. It's a it's a it's a survival response that some people have. And I have a very, very light, but it just means that in ancient times if you got wounded by a predator or a fight or whatever or a fall, your body's natural response is to slow your heart rate so you don't bleed out. And um, you get very, very tired very quickly. And it's just to preserve the amount of blood in your system and stop you from bleeding to death. So... I believe that my body's natural response is to, is to shit its pants so I can run faster. <laughs> Well, yeah, why, that's animals do that as well. Just shit your pants to run faster. You- oh no, the animals do. I've seen my cat do that. Yeah, animals, uh, animals do that. They they when, empty when their fi- bowls. Yeah, in to make themselves lighter. Yeah, it's 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 a kind of a definitely. It literally is a you know. I, I'm I'm going to make myself a little bit faster. It's not. It's like a, not a conscious. It's something that 
this come and it's an evolutionary kind of glitch that we've, oh, we've, uh, we've I've inherited. talked about this in the podcast before and I still cannot remember what it's called it's like vasovagal response or something oh, I think that sounds right anyway I get that when somebody's having their blood drawn so in the thing when they're cutting the thumbs the thing is like full of disgust and imagery but when they're cutting the thumbs and bleeding out and they're dropping the blood onto the little um, petri dish I just all the blood drains from my head Before the live show, when we record, I'm just going to bring a little, little tiny little razor blade with me, and I'm going to open a little bit. A I'll little do it bit from the, the audience. Yeah, like the um, wonder, I do, little shop of horrors when he keeps feeding, when he keeps feeding Audrey too, and he's he's constantly cutting his fingers and squeezing blood into Audrey too. That to me is worse than any so horror. You, you're not like you don't know anyone who's diabetic where you have to do that uh, pin pricks thing every day. Yeah, no. Stabbing yourself with a needle is fine. It's the withdrawing blood or slicing a vein and having it bleed out. That is what does it to me. There was a <laughs> shot there where Bill Duke goes over to uh, um, Jesse and he's just open, flips open the body bag and you can clearly see uh, Jesse's eyes blinking, even though his heart isn't there anymore. Nowadays, they would just digitally freeze them. In the pipe, five by five. I don't know. I keep saying that that's not this movie. It's, it's aliens, aliens yeah. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Said by Vasquez. I know we have another little bit of no, it's information. Not. A little bit of information. Disco blood. Well, it, it, if it can bleed, you can kill it. <clears throat> It's yeah, Vulcan that, blood. I thought, oh yeah, it's Vulcan blood. It's Klingon blood is what's kind really of purplish, interesting about this predator because, as I had mentioned before, we started. I watched Predator Two, or maybe I did, did say it during this. I I can't quite remember. Is um, you even get a sense that in this one he kind of moves a bit more. Um, he's he's got his little witch fingers, which you know they're just. <laughs> You can tell they're beyond the knuckles, so he can't yeah. actually do anything with them. Oh yeah. There's a similar. What were you saying about? It's just, it's just really interesting. It's just obviously, I was, I was literally what, what Kevin was saying. It's like you can quite see it's he's like the suit is not the most yeah. comfortable. Yeah. Oh. So you have to cut around them as well. What, they do, as what they do really badly, obviously, because they had to do it in, in the sequel, is in this one you don't. Even though you see him, it's glimpses, it's quick cuts you're not lingering on him or in any way shape or form in the fucking second one like you might as well that just fucking have him standing there in every scene <laughs> isn't he, there that line monologue in, isn't there that line in the second one where he bursts into the old lady's house yes. and he runs out the door and Danny Glover comes in and he says something to the old lady and she goes I don't think he gives yeah. a shit <laughs> I love I think John Amos is the actor so He's dumb king. The Colombians versus the Jamaicans are the gangs, which I always just thought was so funny. What are you doing? The Rastafarians. What are you doing, brother? <laughs> and that was set in the future as well. That was set in like 1997, yes. which at the time was the So future. was Terminator 2, Judgment Day was set in 1997. Yes, so 1997 yes, was yes, a bad yes. year for aliens and or cyborgs. Yeah.
it's quite a diverse cast. Yeah, it's great. Like it, but it, in terms, I mean, like it's a great cast. I've always said this one, like this is probably the tough guys of the eighties that weren't all just like expendable level actors. Like they were just tough motherfuckers. Mm. You you believe them as a group. You believe that they wherever they they, they 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 that they work out in the same gym, basically. I think because they were working out in the same gym, and also exactly <laughs> also McTiernan hired uh, a drill sergeant to take them out on runs. So he wanted them to coalesce and unify as as a group, and uh, he said it worked. I wonder if that was uh, Captain Dale Die. Captain Dale Die was a guy who first came to prominence with Platoon. Where he 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 basically did that whole thing of like taking the whole acting team out and training them as soldiers. He was the same guy he worked on. He worked on basically all military projects throughout the eighties and nineties, up until Saving Private Ryan. I thought you were going to say he worked on Basic Instinct. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> the um, well, it's good. Like it is good because it, you, you do become a cohesive unit then. Mm-hmm. Because even on when they did it with on Saving Private Ryan, they they really drew, like they went through an entire basic training together. But and but Matt Damon didn't do it. So when Matt Damon actually showed up, they all had a kind of resentment towards Matt Damon. Wasn't that deliberately done? Oh, deliberately done. Yeah, it was totally deliberately done. Yeah. yeah. This is that night for day or day day for night. How many films has that been? Um, in total, including AVP, Predator, Predator Two, Predator Alien vs Predator, Alien vs Predator Two, and the new Predator. Six. Total, yeah. Did you say Predators? So there was Predator. I could tell you they directed all of them. If you want to play again. Who directed the uh, second one? Stephen Hopkins. Simon West. Oh, Stephen Hopkins, yeah. Who did Nightmare on Elm Street Part 5. Which and then was? Nimrod Antal did Predators, as we said. Alien vs. Predator was Paul W.S. Anderson. Alien vs. Predator 2 was a brother-directing duo. They've oh, not worked since, have they? No. And yeah. Predator was... Or did they do one of those Sky ones? They are the guys who did Sky, Skyline, Skyline did or something. Skyline, yeah. Yeah, they were special mm. effects guys. Remember that was a... Visual effects. <clears throat> yeah, sorry, yeah. And this is a fake out. This is a... Uh... <clears throat> I got you, motherfucker. Big pig. Yeah. But they're really aggressive. Bloody... Uh, those, um They're very, very dangerous. Boars, yeah. Because their tusks are razor sharp. They kill. They like, kill. Literally, if they brushed up against you, they'd slice you open. And you know you can wild a pig very easily. Any Wind a pig up. Wild a pig. So oh, yeah. you let most domesticated animals go free and they will die. Um, but a pig, within a couple of months, will its hair will get coarser and it'll grow tusks. No way. Yep. Wow. Wow. When I think of pigs, I uh, just think and movies. All cops I are bastards. Hannibal. <laughs> I just think of Hannibal. And how they got rid of how they got rid of bodies in Hannibal. 
Didn't they have to hire a security team to protect the rest of the cast from Bill and Sonny Landon? I, I, I don't know. Yeah. That sounds familiar, actually. Yeah. He was, he, and he was a guy who got in trouble a lot. And, uh, yeah, they kind of had to... What did he get in I trouble think they had to, He used to get was bar fights and shit like that. That was his MO, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, when you're yeah. that big, it would just be a laugh to do it. If I was that big, I'd be just picking fights for the laugh. Be like, good crack. I'll take you all on. He died. He only died a couple of years ago. He lived a wild, Rabelaisian lifestyle. It was a guy who popped up in a lot of these 80s films. Like, he was, he was a good character. I don't think I've seen him in anything else. Random. He was in 48 Hours. Apparently he was in Poltergeist. Yes, he is. He is. Is he not in Poltergeist 2 as well? No. The whole Native no. American thing didn't come in until the second one. Why actually the second one scared the shit He's out in the of first me. One. Second one had that really horrible sequence where he is vomiting up the what did I keep tequila in, in worm. tequila the bottles? Worm. Worms, yeah, yeah, he vomits up the worm and the worm is life size and it's got the head of the of the um the preacher. And oh, he's God. just he's vomiting up this thing to get the demon out and it falls under the bed and it's got no arms, no legs. And it turns into a, a huge, disgusting creature. I watched Poltergeist 2 on a black and white TV when it was on TV one time. And it, the scene when the preacher shows up first time at the house saying, hello, children. I swear, <coughs> I was so... He was dying at the time. That's why he looked so scary. The, the actor, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was so freaky. So he was really was. close to death. If it bleeds, we can kill it. This is where the guys get to show off their muscles when they're pulling down the trees, chopping the ivy. They're gonna, they're gonna create a coconut bar. Chopping the ivy does not sound like a big. Yeah. I'm gonna have to chop the ivy. <laughs> Making hammocks. It's like <laughs> I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. <laughs> I would love if they actually ended up with all this work. They ended up creating a spa, a kind of a jungle health spa. <laughs> they sit down and put. Uh, that would be the David eyes. Zucker payoff joke if this was yes. a farce. We did. Uh, we've done an episode on uh, spoofs this season, uh, uh, and uh, wish. Unfortunately, oh, sorry, we haven't done an episode on spoofs this season. Sorry, <laughs> giving it away. But, but because of that, I every film I watch now, I am writing the spoof gag in it. Um, this would be good for a spoof. Somebody said on Twitter the other day, and I'm sorry to everyone listening to this, expecting us to talk about Predator, but you've all seen it. I mean, what you want from us? Um, do you say, as this person pointed out, all Irish people will say no to themselves when they do something? I do. Do you? <laughs> I walk into no. a room and go, no, this, and this is what I have to do, and then I'll explain the point. Do you say it like that? Like, well, forceful, like no. For you while we're watching Predator? No. So I'll walk into a room, right, now. 
get into the car. No, <laughs> not now. No, that, that makes me sound like a predator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Bill no. Duke just shaved no. himself. For the- you just finish your dinner and you go, Bill no. Duke. And you just get out of the show. Trying to talk about Bill no. Duke's dick razor. Yeah. yeah. Then this particular scene coming up, how the big razor has it meets its demise. Big razors are a horrible thing to shave yourself with. I know. I've nearly taken my balls off. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh my god! Oh my god! He's it was just, just like just cuts himself. <laughs> snaps it on That's hard to do. Like shave yourself with a big razor first start. But you need to have the hand mirror positioned in a specific way to be able to get the curvature of the spine Uh, yeah squash this is an image I don't think our Patreon listeners want to they should have picked Highlander oh my god somebody sent an email today or yesterday and I was a bit (laughs) laughing at it and it was basically that this person was discombobulated because he'd been listening to the podcast this entire time and he thought that I was Will and Will was Kevin. <laughs> and he couldn't make sense of the fact that I didn't look like the voice that I should have. And <laughs> and Will looked like he should have my voice. And even though now he knows that we have different voices, it doesn't make sense in his head and he can't picture it. And so he's he was just <laughs> he's really struggling. And uh, he wanted to know whether we could do an impression of each other. We just both oh, sound oh. the exact same. We do. Oh, yeah, we're like twins. Well, you're not like twins, but you've really kind of thick cork accent. That's not true. I th- I think we have very distinct well, accents you, from each other. Watered down, obviously, because you just don't live in. Emer Reynolds, who's a, a really uh, lovely lady and a, a film director from Dublin, said to me just the other day, I was on the jury with her for... Um, Dublin International Film Festival short selection and she said to me after we had deliberated for about an hour uh, where's your accent from? No, you have a Cork accent. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's oh, what I think. No. I do have a Cork Kevin, accent. Shut up, Will. You, Kevin, you have, I seriously, I, you have such a, a mongrel accent. Like, Whoa, that was, that was a bit like unnecessary. That. No, but I mean a hybrid accent. You know, you have, uh, uh, I hear your, the, English side. Are you well, being serious? But what I mean is, you have an, an accent. I hear both accents in your in your current accent. Do you know what I mean? No, you I don't. I think mine is. I, yes, I do. I can hear the, your English accent and your Cork accent. I do not have an English accent. There's nah, not a single English, English person accent. that would say uh, you're English. No, you don't. No, you don't. You, but you have a mixed. Your accent is mixed. That's what I would. Think. It's just because I don't talk like a <coughs> like a nori like a. Oh, they caught something. They caught something. Yeah, here there. we go. Traps went up. So they figured out that they had to use natural uh, things. For those of you who are watching this and for the first time and decided to put this commentary alongside it, for no apparent reason, that is true. <laughs> now, this is yeah, seeing him do some gymnastics. But this, this they tried weird. to put a monkey in a red suit and get it to do <gasps> the stunts so that they could... Uh, rotoscope it out and the monkey was too embarrassed to jump around the jungle in a red suit so back to the drawing board that's a true fact that is true I was there I was there 
I'd love to have been on set though for this film. Yes, like they're dripping with sweat. Like it must. I would have awful. taken all the diarrhea going just to oh, be there. God. Have my name on this film. Have you either of you? I'm Kevin. You probably were. Have you ever re, either of you been in a jungle like a real? I know. High Kevin has. I have never been in a jungle. But, what, I went on a jungle humidity? trek up a mountain. What was it like? Fine, sweaty, damp. Yeah. Uh, it, it it it's not. It Did you like, see a monster um, or something? No. Uh, in Hong Kong, oh, I got the shits put up me where. I was doing the um the mountain <coughs> trail. Uh, it's a mountain that overlooks the Bay of Hong Kong, and um, it's got a walk. And you get into a tram and you go up it. The tram is almost vertical as it's, as it's going up this mountain. Anyway, it's a it's a walk that you, that you do. And I was by myself, and there was nobody in front of me, behind me. There might have been a, a few hundred people doing this walk, but there was nobody around to see this. And about twenty yards in front of me a big fucking thump landed and I heard all the rustles of the trees because it was slanted so of course like you're inclined and one side of you is is descending up and there are trees over you and on the other side it's going right vertical down towards Hong Kong and this big black thing landed and slithered and I just stood there frozen thinking what the fuck was that? And do I keep walking forward or do I go back? And I was standing waiting for more people to, to sort of catch up to me so they could walk on ahead of me. And I only found out later that it was one of their fucking massive snakes that they have. I didn't even oh know Hong Kong has snakes. God. But it was this- black. Well, it, was it dark? Was it dusk? So it was black. No, it was. So it was just like. Daytime. Wasn't walking around the mountains in the dark. No, I'm um, just trying to get some. Just trying to get some setting here. I was genuinely. So it was black. Like, I would just wish there was somebody around that could validate what I'd seen. <laughs> what oh you laughing? God. But you know what? What struck me is that thing felt like that it would take the legs out from under you. It was so powerful. I didn't think that snakes would act. It probably just fell and it rolled, but it was so heavy. It was like a dinosaur's tail. Oh my god! Did you ever look it up? Did you ever actually look Google it? I did. Yeah, they've got black. Black did you, snakes. Did you find them on Facebook? <laughs> and and friends of snakes. Hong Kong. But knowing Kevin as long as I know, I can only imagine your reaction. That's what I'm laughing at so much. I stood frozen to the spot, like going, what? And didn't know what to do. I wasn't going to walk forward because I thought someone was going to jump out of me. Oh, they just... So it just so it just disappeared. It just did it move into the into the into the brush and the wilderness and disappear. I'm not probably describing it well. The the path was probably about three foot across, and there was railings yeah. on either side. And on one side it was vertical. You're up about eight hundred meters in the, in the air, and on the other side it was all trees. And suddenly there was like kathum bang, <laughs> and I looked and thought, "What?" And this big black thing slithered right across the path and disappeared down the side of the mountain. Oh and I just God. stood there thinking, "What have I just seen? And what the fuck fucking do I do snake now?" Snake rollerblading. Fucking- yeah. <laughs> cool. I love massive. the fact because you've told me that story before, but just knowing, oh, just knowing it to you and seeing this, and the fact that you let people walk ahead of you to see if they would get attacked. I stood, I, this was before smartphones, before like you could tell anyone about this, you had to wait until you met somebody. 
And I just stood there thinking, I wish people would catch up to me so somebody can walk on because I'm not making that walk by myself. I, I didn't know. I didn't want to walk past the spot where something had fallen out of the trees and slithered down the oh, mountain. Bill Duke getting his arm shot off, but I, I really love that story. I don't know why it makes me laugh oh, so I... much. And just so you know, Kevin, there are more than 50 snake species around Hong Kong. And it, it could have been a Chinese cobra or a king cobra because king cobras look kind of dark and black and they're venomous. It was jet black and it was thick. Oh my God. I'm just look. I'm actually looking up all of the. There was no stripes in it, no. No, it was jet black. It, it looked like a dinosaur's tail. I'm so glad this is no an informative director's commentary. Yeah, I know. Sorry. <laughs> Listen, just before yeah. we came on, I listened to John McTiernan's commentary, and he basically fell asleep while he was doing it. <laughs> He's talking about the dinners they were having and stuff. It was like, you, you know, when you go on set or when you go on location, what you really need to do, and this is a tip that I tell all directors, you got to buy out a restaurant. Okay. Kevin, from my brief Google search, I think that was a Chinese cobra. I think I the mean, last time you told me that story, I Googled it and I think it was a Chinese cobra too. I never saw its head because uh, I was probably looking at my feet as I was walking along. Yeah. Why would and you look just, at your feet? I don't know because I... It was directly in front of me, but I didn't see it arrive. I just heard this <laughs> mad rustle and then thump. And just as I looked up, the, this black thing just fucking whipped into the, the cliffside. And I thought, I don't know what I'm doing though. And if it was a hot Chinese cobra, which we, we are suspecting, and now saying it definitely was, it's highly, highly it's a highly venomous member of the true cobras, Kevin. That's a fucking given. (laughs) It's them non-venomous cobras you'd want to watch out for. There you go, man. There you go. Fuck, when I was backpacking, my mate got stung by um, a baby stingray. (coughs) He trod on it. He wouldn't come out swimming, and I was out there, and I was like, come on, it's fucking class. Yeah, his arm's falling off. This is the moment that kind of, like, gave me nightmares. You're scared of everything. Still fires. But I still watch this. I still watch this film over and over again. I just didn't look at the graphic shots. This is so weird the way he does like a kind of... Anyway, his leg blew up about three times the size and he couldn't walk for six weeks. A a semi-circle. The Predator does like a semi-circle flanking motion on Carl Weathers and uh, kills him with his massive uh, Wolverine-like claws. Boof. Dead. I feel... I used to feel really bad for... (laughs) Apollo Creed, Carl Rogers in that moment. You know, I, I want people to have like quick deaths, but then we saw him suffer. I think it was the suffering you kind of like really didn't like. Here's Billy. That, 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 end, that ended your arousal, did it, Will? It certainly did, yeah. It certainly did. I don't like the suffering. Don't like the suffering. Big sweating. Billy. Big, anyway. Wouldn't you want to be on a more solid footing? to fight a predator than a log I think he's kind of holding him off at the pass I think that's the idea here but I'd, I'd hold him off actually <coughs> on the rocks not on the log but maybe he's point. maybe he's got a strategy maybe he's like going oh maybe this animal or creature might be a little bit uh, I don't think he's uh, got any strategy I just think he's a fucking lunatic he's cutting himself open right. yeah I think you're right he's giving himself no place to run this would be do you know how the scene would be much better if a giant 
took giant, off his pants. Giant <laughs> cobra just landed on the log and skittered off into the woods. Mm. I don't know why that story is so funny to me. It's just because it's, just it's you, Kev. I know what to say to that. I can imagine that like, you were like, what the what was that? It's a giant cobra. You walk on ahead there. You do sound English. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have they copped it? They've copped about the whole guns thing now, haven't they? Oh my God. What a useless death. No! No! Oh, oh, there's the other he guy. saves her life by doing that. Great shot. Oh, how come he doesn't die? How come he doesn't get a hole blown through him? Because he's Schwarzenegger. Last, I suppose. The also, McTiernan said, everybody loves movies about guns, but this was a movie that was about disarmament. Mm. Get to the chopper. That's where this comes from, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Get to the chopper, yeah. Yeah? Did you not just say yeah, it? Yeah, I just said it on... I should yeah. have said it on cue or synced up correctly. yeah. I like the Luma's This blood. is a great third act. It is, isn't it? It really does. It doesn't look goofy. I think. I just think how. No, but it turns. like the, what he has to do to uh, with it at the end. Yeah, it's just mano a mano, and he is yeah. he is dearmed. This is a dodgy shot here coming up now where he jumps into the lagoon. Okay, I'm ready. This is the one where he's on the slide. Yeah, it's a slide. It reminds me of Goonies. Yeah, it does. Okay, waiting for the dodge shot. Oh my lord! Oh, that one right there. Yeah, okay. No, no, no. It's this one. It's the side shot. That. That's okay, what I mean by it. Oh yeah! Wow. Okay. Low tech. Yeah. That's obviously. Uh, Have either of you jump bungee jumped? Yes. No. Have you will? Yes. In America. It was great, <laughs> crack. Did you enjoy it? Oh, uh, it would. Well, I once the once the actual. Bungie kicked in. I enjoyed it. There was about two or three seconds of free falling, which was absolutely terrifying. But once the the thing, what height did you jump from? I, I, I don't know specifically. It was a few hundred feet. Obviously, it wasn't like under under a hundred feet. I can't remember. A few hundred feet is fucking huge. Well, that would be remember. one of the biggest in the world. Oh, I can't remember. I was way up in the air anyway. Well, I'm six foot. Yeah, I did four hundred and forty feet. Right. That was um, that was too high. And you had a king cobra attached to your legs. Uh, yep ours was like I had it tucked under my belt it was like an artificial it was like an artificial you were like risen up and it was like it was like anyway it wasn't oh, like oh so you were at like a fun fair type thing <laughs> that totally totally put this shit I jumped off a fucking show. off a fucking canyon yeah, it was gravity is gravity where you're jumping off of an artificial canyon he know, basically platform. said you went to Disneyland Will and he yep. did a real one I don't know what it was you absolute child. I'd love to go to Disneyland no, it was. Uh, oh, here we go. I love this. I went to Euro Disney once. I did not like it. Oh, we were wondering: is it shitty? Did you go as an adult or as a child? As we a were wondering. Child. Oh, you mean you and the? Well, me and Will. <laughs> me and Will. We were wondering. We were wondering about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, this is, so see what Schwarzenegger's uh, rolling around in now. That those were the toilets after all of the <laughs> after after the um the the dinners on the chili con carne. The chili con carne. I once quit a job over uh, toilets that were like this. Screenwriting job. Yeah. No, it was Burger King. Somebody'd come in <laughs> to the toilets in Burger King 
they'd ripped the toilet off the wall and they shat all over the floor <laughs> and the toilets Gosh. were flooded and I was the only dude working that night with about five other girls and the manager was like you have to clean the toilets and I said you can go fuck yourself I'm not cleaning them I'm basically getting £4.50 an hour to work the tills I'm not cleaning the toilets you have to clean the fucking toilets and I said I'll see you lads and I gave back my hat and I walked out here. I'm, I'm right I'm right there with you man seriously I'm not doing it I don't care <laughs> I was he's not here now I've been working I've been working there for about a year and I thought I'm leaving anyway so fuck it this is a good let them all talk I lo- I used to love as a kid trying to spot Schwarzenegger in that uh, in that shot and uh, there he is I see him he was he was back there yeah which yeah it, there is a do you know what I used to do in Burger King, though? Oh, here we go. I oh, would it's... do nothing irregular in Burger King. I would do everything as was asked of me to the highest of my capabilities as a model employee who worked very hard and was liked by all of the customers who came in and I enjoy watching Predator with you guys, which was directed by John McTiernan in 1987. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, you've started so finish. Well, you'd be able to do the sums in your head and basically you'd give them the meal. And you would say, enjoy your meal. And they would enjoy it because the food was prepared well by the staff like myself who worked very hard and, uh, were satisfied with the pay and the hours that we did. That was the story I wanted to share on the podcast. (laughs) As we watch Predator (laughs) together. Uh, You can see anything about Extravision because it's no more. So say whatever you want. We would take the coupons. We would take the coupons from the back of the stacks of coupons. And we would do nothing with the coupons. We would work very hard and we would uh, watch movies and recommend movies. And that was all that we did there. So they would pay five and you would give them their movie to take home and watch as a rental. And they would have that rental for uh, oh, wow. one night. And it would need to be rewound when it is returned. And that's the way it's gone bankrupt. Yeah. Wow. Wow. No, 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 I work for Exhibition Well, it was shite pay. Absolutely shite pay. Oh, I loved here. Kevin, I wished. Oh, man, that's. Um, I don't think Do you I know ever what I did that was any... really bad, though. It was one time. <laughs> yeah. I... <laughs> oh, well, we haven't got to the bad stuff yet. Go on. No, there was, there was one time. I turned up for work and I did my job and, and everything went as it should. And thanks to our Patreon backers, who really are the backbone of the podcast, and without them, we would not be able to do the show that we love to do and share with you the things that we know we can share legally. There was one time where a person had dropped their phone. And so I picked up the phone. I brought it behind the counter. It was a Nokia 38, whatever. And um, two seconds later, a guy came up to the counter and he said, I just dropped my phone. And I said, oh yeah, just picked it up there. Is this it? That's it. I gave it to him. Two seconds later, a girl comes up and says, I'm looking for my phone. It's a 3810. And I said, oh no, I never saw it. Oh no! I had just given it away to somebody else that wasn't that they'd stolen oh, the phone. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, 
Uh, well, that wasn't your fault, I suppose. Maybe where, I, yeah, yeah, you were swindled uh, from your the swindler. Yeah, became the swindled. Yep. I was yeah, in an extra vision good... once, and the strangest thing happened. There was two people working the counter, and uh, <clears throat> one male, one female, and I had walked up for my Friday night movie aton where you I know where get... this is going. Well, You're going to yeah. say, and they took a coupon that... and did nothing with yeah. it. <laughs> and they were stealing phones. Um, no, but it, it's another fecal matter one. Um, <clears throat> oh, stop. I went up and I... Don't you... Don't sometimes when you say something, but it's already escaped your mouth before you register it, you probably shouldn't have said something. Mm. I went up to the guy and kind of handed on my 3 DVDs. I went, oh, Jesus, like, what? what's that smell? And um, oh. I, I don't know if I had it in your exhibitions, but they had a little toilet for the staff that was no. very yes. close to the counter. And he pointed to the girl, poor girl, and goes, she, she, she happened. She's after leaving a massive beast in the bog. And I felt so oh, bad God. for her, but in fairness, it was the most horrendous smell I have ever smelled. Yeah, but it didn't put me off watching the movie. Yeah, yeah. I we yes, I worked on Extravision, and I can confirm they had a really small. Oh, what did I? You know what I did once that well, it wasn't so wrong. Was um, you broke the I used counter? To get up to, I broke the counter in Extravision. I was um, we, you know that these really high high counters in Extravision. Yes. Well, I think people we were just having the having the laugh, and we were messing, and I think. Anyway, whatever move I made, uh, I I jumped up onto the counter, but came down really hard on the counter, and Brent broke it in two. This is the counter behind. Wow. Um, yeah, and this was when I was at goal weight as well, you know. Um, at what? Yeah, Sorry. So that's what I remember. I I, I wasn't uh, a heifer. Yeah. I was I was I wasn't exactly heavy. At the time. Goal weight. Um, I said goal weight at the time. Yeah. So, but yeah, we also had a toilet at those those minuscule little cubicle toilet behind it. Oh. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, that's exactly what it sounded like. Lads, we have completely forgotten about the film Predator. Everyone has seen the, the film. Everyone knows what happens. Aaron is going to fight the Predator. They came here for the humor. This would have happened had it been Highlander or Scream. Humor. But it happens. You were talking about uh, Stephen. Your situation happened to me as well, where I was working a shift with a coworker who I really loved. <laughs> you shifted lovely a girl. coworker. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, she was a I lovely. Yeah, but to it, like it's not. It wasn't my situation. I didn't drop the clanger. No, but I I was in a similar situation where I was one of the people behind oh, the sorry. counter. But my coworker used the facilities, and the poor girl obviously um, obviously had Green apple uh, spiders. a bowel a bowel disturbance and it just, no matter what she did she couldn't get rid of the smell and it was coming right out onto the main shop floor and it was really awkward just open no the toffee popcorn <laughs> why didn't I think of that just start dumping it down the toilet but, for yeah. those of you still watching the movie also I made up all those stories none of that actually happened I was just saying stuff <laughs> for humor's sake it was totally <laughs> jokes I'm sure so we are we are at the point now where Arnie has a, scaled a tree of woe to <clears throat> come face to face with his alien counterpart slash villain well, I, what I enjoy about this is that again tell us what, what do you enjoy 
oh, for God's sake, would you let me bloody well try and at it's least the way give that you some set sort it up. of... It's like... I know. But what I enjoy from a technical point of view is the fact that everything he's learned, we kind of learn it in, in with the film. There's no... It's not expositionally. It's all true action where we see him piecing it together and he's piecing it together. The, the That's true. I like the fact that it's straight ahead and it's all... Um, I love this part. Learning true behavior rather than backstory. Yeah. I actually... The, the part I, where he crawls by Arnie now with his... His so eyes cool. just oh, there he is. It's, it's like a Chinese cobra yes, it's snake. Chinese cobra slithering. slithering up a toilet next to him. Yeah. Have you ever held a snake? <laughs> Don't get me started. Right. They yes, feel small really, one. really strange. Yeah. They're warm and just muscular. Yeah, like undulating. Muscle. And yeah. Strange sort of sensation. Did you did you want to kill it like I did? Oh, no, but I'll tell you <laughs> what I did do is that um He dropped it down a hill. I did. Yeah. No, not down a hill. It was in school and the guy came in with all these reptiles and stuff and he gave me this snake and um it was draped across my two hands and then the snake sort of turned towards me and was, you know, going up my sleeve and I dropped its head and so it was swinging like a fucking <laughs> conqueror and he grabbed the snake off me. And I thought, oh well, look, it's a fucking snake, man. What do you want me to do? I didn't do it on purpose. It's like, why did he grab survival instinct? What did like was it something about the dangling of the head of the snake that was a bit? No, it just looked at me and it was coming towards me, and I went like, Ugh. so I was trying to bite it. I don't know. I've probably like a fucking grass it snake. It was big though. I'd say the dude knew what what when the, he he obviously had experience of moments when the snake is going to eat a small child. I've so held he the tarantula to, as well. Oh God, no! There's crossing the line for me. I wouldn't do that. Those are those are nice. They're, they're like they're like little teddy bears. I remember reading a story once with a guy who got eaten by his snake because apparently a certain point when a snake wants to eat, it's, it straightens out. He was sleeping with it, which is always weird. Adam, I don't know. I think that's an urban urban legend. I've heard that. I've heard people say well, my cousin has. Hold a on, you can't just say because you've heard it. It's an urban legend. You could have read it in a, a factual document, will. I've heard people say, uh, so my cousin's friend uh, has a pet snake and she sleeps with a pet snake. And all of a sudden, the snake started lying like lengthways alongside them in the bed. And they found out that it was because the snake was going to eat them. As so in I, the snake was measuring itself against them? Yeah, kind of measuring the length oh, of the Look at that. I could actually snake. take her. She's actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a foot longer just a, than just a few more stretches and, I'm, uh, and uh, I've got dinner started for well, Christmas. Well, I mean. Thanks You'd have to kill them first. The snake or the person? Yeah. The per- because if a snake starts biting onto your head, you're going to wake up. Well, if it's a python, you just strangle the fuckers. You couldn't strangle a python. The opposite. The, it's, the python would just strangle you. That's what she said. The p- <laughs> you don't know the, 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 the homicidal tendencies it would take to kill a snake. <sighs> would you not just get a grab a snake by its tail and swing it around vigorously <laughs> and eventually just make it really dizzy and then when it's like dizzy like Freddy got fingered the, the hospital scene in that my baby my baby and he starts swinging the baby by the umbilical cord around the maternity ward <laughs> oh Jesus Christ I saved the baby and they're all clapping and screaming <laughs> oh that film is so funny I have to watch it again I saw it in college and it was I died laughing watching Daddy, would you like some sausage? <laughs> Daddy, would you like some sausage? Daddy, would you like some sausage? It was so fucking wrong. 
Is the camel jizz on Rip Thorn in that movie? Yes. Oh. oh, and there was a moment where he he uh, yeah he wanks off wanks off a horse or something. Like oh, that. The camel. Was yeah. it a camel? No, he stops. And he sees a horse, and it's like oh, was that he I runs out and he grabs the horse's dick. Yeah. Jesus. Well, you know what they say: a camel is just a horse designed by committee. That's how I got that wrong. Mm. <laughs> this is um, we are here now. Back to Predator. This is the final showdown between. Arnold Schwarzenegger and oh, this is Predator watching. <laughs> That's one of my jokes. Oh, sorry, sorry. Kevin. So people pay for this, yeah? Yeah. Oh, it's in the gold. <laughs> get him, Patreons. Get him. I've said this before. I like the I like the blood in this. I like that luminous well, uh, blood. Kev doesn't. He doesn't like. I do. Don't I like you? luminous blood. So it's the if, real blood. If the predator was to sit down now and take a blood sample from his thumb, did that freak out, or does it have to be red? Do you remember in The Exorcist I, when it, yeah. they um they were doing the cardiogram, whatever the hell they were doing, spinal tap? Yeah, and they tapped her her artery in her neck, and it started spurting. Oh, that yeah. was the scariest moment of that whole film for me. The rest of it was a laugh. That, and that's why that's what makes total sense because remember, uh, so many people, I don't remember, but like the tales of so many people fainting during The Exorcist. And of course, it's fucking because of that same syndrome that you have. And also the same for Saving Private Rhyme. Any sort of film that has that have kind of like. Have you ever fainted? Either of you? Yes, I did actually from mm-hmm. slice my finger no. open with a Stanley Lid. There you go. So that is actually the vasovagal response. It happened to you. Your blood pressure dropped when you bl- bled out. It's a survival instinct. And then I shat my pants and a big cobra. Yeah, and then you ran. I was in a writer's room for, um, do you remember that really bad sitcom, My Family? The BBC one. Oh, oh I think I know. Zoe yeah. Wanamaker was the wife and yeah, Robert was, Lindsay was the dad. He was a dentist. Yeah, it was dreadful. Anyway, I was there. Um, I was shadowing the room and <laughs> I was on like the second. What does that mean? What does shadowing the room mean? It means that you're basically there to audit the show. You're not writing on the show. You're not participating. You're there to basically learn how a writer's room works. So you sit there and you, oh, you okay. they'll, you know, ask your opinion, but you're not, it's basically like work experience. Mm-hmm. And um you're sitting around the table all day. It's good crack, to be honest. I really enjoy that. And I do think one of my favorite writing jobs would probably be in a writer's room. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I, it was a long commute, long days, long commute and nerves, stress. So I was like, um, probably at my wits end and I didn't realize it, you know, just wanting to make a good impression. But about a week into it, I got really lightheaded and they had a non-sweet toilet that was right by the writer's room. And um, while they were all talking, I got up uh, to use the toilet because I thought, I don't feel right here. I think I'm going to be sick. And as soon as I went into the toilet, I fainted <laughs> and I fainted against the cubicle and I caught the cubicle oh. with the inside of my hand as if, you know, you're opening the door. And so I fell against my hand and slammed the door against it. And let out a massive scream. And it must have sounded like I went into the toilet to basically punch the wall and scream. 
But <laughs> I'd literally fainted. They came charging in like, what's wrong? What's happened? And I I said I slipped because I didn't want to say I fainted. And yeah, that was the one and only time I can remember le- legitimately fainting. I would have fucking fainted if a Chinese cobra fell in me more than that. I've lived a hey, life... Hey, we're going back to Predator and he's just taken off the helmet. And how fucking cool is this design, actually? This holds up. Really Pussy does. Face. Pussy lips. Pussy lips. <laughs> you are one ugly son of a bitch. Look at that. Oh my I God. I think he looks slightly cute. Oh, There's something about him that looks a bit like Kuchiku, like a little crab. <laughs> Crabs aren't cute, Devin. I think crabs are cute. Oh no. He's basically saying here, let's dance, motherfucker. Yeah. Kevin Peter Hall, who played the Predator in both Predator 1 and 2. And he died not long after that. He shows up in the heli. Have we missed him in the helicopter? No, No, he's at the end. He's the pilot. Because John McTiernan said that he was. He had the toughest job of anybody. He was in a full latex suit in the jungle in high heat uh, it would take about four hours for him to get into it and he could only wear it for two hours at a time before his body would overheat Christ and they had him wearing this is something that you probably know Will uh, racing drivers suits that are lined with mm-hmm. ice water that's pumped throughout the suit to cool them down wow wow so he was wearing that it is like there's a lot more to, um, infrared images than I thought there was in this final bit yeah listen I, you've all been on set we've all been on sets of films and making films is hard work like it is intensely hard work even I was talking they were shooting a film up in Donegal last summer and there was a friend, relative of mine, he's a guard, and he was helping, like he's in, a part of the guard of duty was to be like, you know, herding traffic and all this sort of stuff. And um, he was, so he was shadowing this, the production for a couple of days. And he just, he came away from it going, holy shit. He said, it's like a military operation. He said he just couldn't get over. I like the way you asked oh. Kevin not too long ago, what does shadowing mean? And then he used the word shadowing. Oh, I just learned. I just learned the word shadowing. I just went <laughs> okay because I couldn't figure out what uh, what what appropriate word to use. He's one of those people to describe what he was he, doing. He, he, he discovers a word and then claims it as his own. Use it. Will does away. have apparent tendency. He does tend to. If I describe something one way, um, Will will then he'll, immediately he'll, repeat. He'll it. recap it with the same word. Yeah, so like for instance, if Kevin describes something one way, I will re- re- I will oh, recap boom, with the boom, exact boom. same word. Very funny. <laughs> I don't know, but I do it this as well. Yeah. Oh, he's he's out there figuring out now that uh, Schwarzenegger has set a trap for him. Pretty clever yeah. predator. He's gonna go. I would count this monster as one of the top three. In design, does he get him? Yes. Sorry, he just got, he just slammed. What are the other two, Kevin? Seems you've got a three. You were way ahead of me. Oh, are we on the? Thing? Probably. Did you hit play when we hit play? I did. It doesn't matter. This the, the podcast has lost its bearings. Yeah. 
were we did we ever have our bearings? Uh, what, Kevin, what were your other uh, favorite monster designs? Alien. Mm-hmm. The Xenomorph. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the thing. Mm. Mm, yeah. Okay. Okay. You know what was so disappointing? The fact that we actually did get Alien. Oh. And mm-hmm. we did get Alien and Predator in the one film, in in two films. And both both films were shit. You can't remember them and at all, like really. Yeah, so um, so forgettable, so utterly forgettable. Both films. They were still better than Prometheus and Covenant. Oh, don't get me started on Covenant. Here, I have to watch them again because I remember watching Covenant and kind of coming out going, ah, uh, you know, as in that was bad. Yeah. Like, when Michael well, Fassbender says to other Michael Fassbender, "Let me handle I'll the do fingering." The finger. <laughs> You've never heard of fucking cinema in Ireland erupt with laughter so much. Let me do the fingering. And Michael Fassbender's Irish. He knows how that's going to go down. Yeah. He was having fun. Yeah, let me do the fingering. You know, he's uh, he's kind of stepped away from acting now a bit and he's driving professionally for Porsche. Are you serious? GT. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, uh, he's done three seasons as uh, uh, Porsche GT racing. And he's he's pretty good. So he's doing Le Mans racing, basically. That's his driving. goal is to be doing it. Yeah, he's doing... He's oh, you the, said he, he, he's said he was good. It's driving. It's driving? Driving, yeah. You've lost me on that now. He's a racer. He's, he's, he's a driving racer. He's a boy racer. Yeah, he's a chef. He's just organized, Colton. Like. He has a really interesting... Not interesting. That's a strange way to put it. He's got a really particular physique and now he's really broad shoulders and he's got a tiny narrow waist. So I imagine he'd be pretty good in a in a car. In one of those like I, formula cars he it, No, it well the one he's he's not a it's not a formula car it's a you know it's a two seater, you know, uh, type He's done a film with so, Fincher is not going. He's done a film. Oh, maybe he's back to act. Maybe he's done something recently. But he was gone for about three years. Definitely, he hasn't. He hadn't been. In well, the, the last few films years. he did, I disappeared too. Like the Snowman and <laughs> I haven't seen that. Alien Covenant, probably. Well, he was doing the fingering. There we go. This is a nice show. Here we go. It's quite apocalypse noish. Yeah. So me and Kev are obviously on the same timeline here. Will is. Yeah. I'm there as well. I'm with you. Predator 2. I'm too over this shit. That's a cool shot. It is a very cool shot. It's very heroic. Yeah. Oh, wow. Herculean. Okay, so give me your top 20 Arnold Schwarzenegger <clears throat> films. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I need to fill some time here. I'm enjoying this. I, well, okay. Okay, hang on. Hang on. Go on. All right, if you want my genuine ranking, I would say I would put Terminator 2 number one, mm-hmm. True Lies number two, mm-hmm. Terminator number one, mm-hmm. or number three, mm-hmm. um, Predator number four. Oh, I put Predator before Terminator. Um, Terminator is just such a cool concept. I think it's a better f- story. Um, even though you're explaining heroes here Um, Total Recall number 5 or 6 and then it's like a mix of all the rest Kindergarten Cop 
What about? Nope. I don't like any of his comedies. Twins? Nope. Uh, twins <coughs> is fun. Twins uh, is it's fun. okay. Yeah, I'm going to go with all what you said. I don't know what you said. <laughs> Terminator 2, uh, Terminator, uh, True, True Lies. Commando Predator. is fun. Commando is fun. Um, it's fun, but it wouldn't be in my top five. Last Action Hero. Total Recall. That's fun. I think that film is fun. It's just a bit like, okay. Hey, did anyone mention Conan the Barbarian? Yeah, oh God. That's a, yeah. I don't like Conan the Barbarian, really. Oh, I enjoy it. I just, it's just me. Eh. I have a friend I that always quotes the, the line from that. Um, There's something, something driven from their lands for the lamentation of their women or whatever. Yes, 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 yes. I would put in that documentary, Pumping Pumping Iron. I think that's a class documentary. The bodybuilding. I feel like there's one we're missing. I, I doubt that. We never forget anything on this podcast. Conan Barry, Terminator. Red Sonja, Commando, Raw Deal, Predator, The Running Man. The Running Man. Nah, I don't like that one. I like The Running Man. Re- nah, Red it's Heath. a bit like Gladiators. The thing that used to frustrate me about The Running Man is how they reuse, shot for, reuse shots for, from the film as kind of like TV footage. And I was like, going, that's a cheat. Um, Twins, Total Recall, Kindergarten Cop, Terminator 2. How could you forget Junior, oh, lads? Junior. Come Junior. on. With Emma uh, Thompson? <clears throat> yeah, True Lies, Eraser, Jingle Eraser. All the Way, Batman and Robin. Holy no! Yeah, End of Days. End of Days, I like. I think Gabriel Burns having fun in that movie too. He is one I wanted to walk out on the sixth day. I truly wanted to walk out in that film. Why didn't really you? Really did because I was with a group of people. We're in, we're in Galway, and we're we had three more miles. Sorry, three hours of driving to get home. So I just had to sit there hungover. <laughs> three hours of driving we were in Galway we were heading down to Kerry or something what's your like that. worst cinema experience what's the one where you thought like oh fuck this recently but I can't say it on air because okay. it's uh, it's somebody we know no because it would slander certain people really was oh. so that was Predator 2 <laughs> no Predator, Predator. I'm looking at Predator 2 here on <laughs> Disney's page yeah I apologize, uh, patrons. We love you really, truly. Um, I'm tired. I'm scared I'm going to get Omicron. I'm not going to be able to go to the live show. In that so, case, I will be substituting, but doing it. You're going to be there, aren't you? I'll be there anyways, but that's just because I like to be in places where I can do little to no work. <laughs> Class. There you go. Amazing. You that was Predator. And listen. And Patreons, thanks very much for uh, sticking with us and uh, for this quality, quality and entertainment. And Hong Kong mountains, thanks. <laughs> and yeah. don't take anything that I say as being true. I made it all up. <laughs> yeah. All right, everyone. Good luck. Good night. Nice. And here is a clip from the lads' latest mini bits bonus show, the full episode plus 100 more are available on their Patreon. Many bits. Another new episode of this Patreon podcast. Exclusive. The best bits podcast with Will and Ken. Bonus content for you, yeah. That's right. This is for you.
Kevin, how are you? Hi, honey, how are you? Oh, you know, I've got this, I've got my corns sorted out. I went to the Chiroptist the other day and uh, she Your said... corn? To, my corns. Did you, ever get, did you ever get corns? No. Did you know what a corn is? Yeah, it's a bunion on your foot, isn't it? Yeah, like in between your toes and stuff like that. Do you, um, do you not wear any shoes like around the house? You walk no, barefoot? I, I, I wear, no, it's the opposite. GA shorts. It's the opposite. I wear incredibly tight shoes. Like those Chinese women. Oh. Who get their feet bound, who had their feet bound, like, you know, before the turn of this yeah. last century. And so they had incredible corns and bunions. This is a great opener for a mini bits episode where we get people disgusted. <laughs> Squally, it's episode 73 of the mini bits. <laughs> I'm Kevin, you're Will. This is yeah. our Patreon podcast. Thank you to all our lovely patrons. Yeah. A few of you have jumped in recently. I don't know what we said. We try to goad people into joining up every single episode. And then every so often, it's like a lot of people join because of one specific episode. And yeah. I'm like, what did we, how did we say it? What did we say on that episode? It's different <laughs> to the other 270 episodes. Maybe it didn't sound as desperate. Maybe we said, don't join. Maybe reverse psychology. That's how we should do it. Reverse psychology. Don't join up to our patron. Don't. <laughs> you don't des- Everybody you, cancel. You don't deserve to be in this group. We don't want you. We don't we like don't the look need of you. you. We, don't, we don't need anybody. <laughs> it's just us. It's absolutely just us. Hey, should we tell people? We, we did, I don't know, maybe we shouldn't say it on mic, especially so early. We did an interview with the Irish Examiner last Friday. We did. Yeah. And uh, how do you think yeah. I how do you think I did? I I I think you did all right. Like you didn't interrupt me once, so I was <laughs> delighted with how I came across. But you know, there's no sort of time limit on this. We don't know when it's going to get posted. One of our friends was saying, Kathy at the cinema was saying that their interview with did they do the examiner as well? It was six uh, months yeah. before it posted. And, and the Guardian, I'm pretty sure. They are they were profiled in the Gar- Guardian as well. Yeah, but we don't do any really promotion. Like, nah. We don't do anything. Well, this is our first time getting any sort of like proper coverage, which is going to be mad. So um, uh, listen to all you listeners who have uh, found us before we explode. You're, 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 you're an OG. Bust. You're an OG <laughs> listener before Kevin starts getting gold chains from all his Patreon dash. I think I'm more of a silver than a gold. I think oh, yeah. my... Uh, Undertones suit more silver. But, uh, yeah. I just want to die. Goes I, away Prince Albert. <laughs> Your hat? <laughs> yeah. I Speaking of, of the, which. I want one of those diamond studs in my tooth. That's all I want. So I can go bing whenever I'm on a call. Oh, uh, yeah. Bing. I usually just, you know, wink and like glints. Yeah. Like starlight twinkle. <laughs> Speaking of which, I interrupted you. What, what, we, what, did, what did you want to speak of? Which? Start the timer. Oh, I forgot. You may as well. Start the timer. They, all, all these lucky losers are listening in and, and they're wondering, what are we going to be talking about? But we have to start talking about them after Yeah, we, we say goodbye. But look, I wanted to talk to you about, um, well, you've seen a few things. You've seen the new Godzilla film. Yes. I've seen the first Omen. Uh, I saw Scoop as well. That, oh, uh, we're looking Netflix forward to watching thing. that. Very soon, Okay. Okay, I'll save my thoughts. And right. um, what else did I see? I made notes, but sure, it doesn't Jeez. really matter. I think I saw it. And I was going to go through all the summer releases and see what oh, takes your fancy. Okay, okay. I'm looking forward because I don't actually know what's what's on the horizon. So, um, I'm well, the Joker your... 2 trailer came out today. I saw it. 
Yes, I watched that. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of Chicago. Yeah, it's kind of like you see it's all very much in the mind's eye. It, they're calling it a jukebox musical. Am I right in saying that? I think you're right in saying that. So, like, hey, listen. Uh, I, I actually, what it, what it did remind me of <laughs> was that I want to watch, rewatch The Joker because I saw it in the cinema and I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine. It was a kind of a bold new direction. Uh, I'm just going to go back and watch the episodes from the Batman 66 show. The Joker episodes. Oh yeah, that's going to be... Just to fill me in like on the lore. Get up to speed. Get you right up to speed. (laughs) (laughs) And you'll be there going, where where are all the guys in the purple suits with the masks? When are they going to show up? And like, you know... It's a weird time though where we have the Penguin TV show with Colin Farrell coming out, which is a totally different canon version of the Penguin. Then you have this offshoot of Joker, which isn't... Its own universe entirely, mm. and then you have the old Batman films that you can watch. Right, and, uh, I don't know where I'm going with this, but it's just I don't know. I'm kind There's of so many IP, but like it's this, just everywhere. What well, what's happened is the world, the comic book world, has very much entered the the film world. It's where you could have different runs, totally different runs of a character by it's different insane. authors, and there would be totally different riffs on it and stuff. Oh, it's oh, just this is insane. the thing. Kevin, so I'm only catching up on this. You mentioned it to me on a on a pod, on a podcast. Wait, was it on one of those? Uh, it was the last. Show? It was the last mini bits. Uh, I you, think. you said everyone's describing stuff as insane recently. And have you started noticing it though? Only, only, only with people trying to raise you. That's the only type, only where place where I've noticed people. No, people on Discord are trying to every, raise you. Oh my god! Oh my god! I could start posting now, like um, tweets, comments, TikToks. Uh, articles, anything. Insane is everywhere. This is insane. That's insane. It's insane. There was a festival just going on about this insane lineup. I was like, oh, it's a mentally ill lineup. Okay. (laughs) It's just, it's it's everywhere. And the other thing, do you know the other thing that's also bothering me lately? Wow. And this has been bothering me for years and years and years. It used to be that everyone used to misspell definitely. They'd go defiantly. Okay. Oh, it's defiantly, whatever. They would just, they were morons. But no. I just keep noticing everyone keeps spelling a lot as one word, A-L-O-T, a lot. Where has, where have they gotten into their heads that a lot is one word? It's the same way that people will write every time as one word. What's the one that you've, you've pulled me up on a few times and I can't get it right? Compliment. Compliment. I can't, (laughs) but I can't get it right. It's like the you I. Because I told you the other day. Yeah, and I went searching for it and I couldn't find it because I had to actually had to an, use it. If there's an I in compliment, it's yeah. I'm paying you oh, a compliment. That's a good way to remember it. Okay, good. And then compliment. I, I wrote that to you. But you did. And I went to try and find it because I was I would found myself writing the word compliments. And I went, shit, Kevin. But, I, but you, you gave me a thumbs up, which meant in my world that, yeah, I read that. Thanks. But I did, right? I'm talking about a couple of days later when I was faced with the exact same hurdle of writing the word compliment, I went, okay, what did Kevin say again about compliment? There's an I and the E. What did he say? So I went searching for it and I found it, I think. And I went, oh, the I is paying me a compliment or I'm giving you a compliment. It's insane how little you can retain information. It's insane. (laughs) Come here, let's start talking about what we watched. Come on. Did you start the timer? 
Yeah, it's it's gone. It's ticking. It's ticking down. The world's going oh, to explode. You know, I have to put in the sound effect. I have to. I have to line oh. up all my sound effects. When you said start I the timer, like, I have a whole it's... fucking. I have a whole soundboard. Yeah. Ah. Okay. Jesus Christ! Where's me fucking? What? Where's me ding dang ding? Here we go. The timer has started. There we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Right. 